Okay, Nesmo, we are back offshore to profits here and want to be able to talk about a passion project that brought this whole company together, which is the centerpiece of writing a book, Offshore to Profits. But you had a couple quick questions and I want to be able to dive into, you know, the genesis of the book and the ideas and so forth. Yeah, Jamie, thank you so much for opening up the entire podcast. And I love the fact that now we have an actual book. We have been talking about it for many, many months. We have the book. And I genuinely believe because I went through the book, it will help people open up, opening up the mind. Because when we are concerned about something is because we don't have the clarity. That's the basics, you know, basic stuff. Like people want clarity. Like what is it? How do I do it? Why should I do it? So anybody who's going to read the book or listen to the book is definitely going to get benefit. Jamie, with that, why else should people buy the book? They could just watch our podcast, right? They could just listen to what we're saying. Why do they buy the book? Here's what I've learned about books. So I wrote my first book, Social Selling Mastery, in 2016, and my second book, Spear Selling, launched in 2019. What I've come to learn is that founders and CEOs you don't recognize you have the problem in this very minute. So what makes a podcast really valuable is I will actually search a problem that I have in that moment. And I will then I'll listen to maybe a couple of the episodes. And if it suits like my need in my palate, I'll then subscribe to that channel and I'll listen to them over and over again. And many times my initial challenge or problem of my search is covered in the first couple episodes that I listened to. And then it kind of takes it on a tangent. And either I like those people and all the broad topics they discuss. Like, I'll give you an example. I love the All In podcast. I love My First Million podcast. I originally started listening to them for a very specific reason. But then, like, their topics are really broad. But I enjoy... It's like edutainment or whatever that saying is. It's like a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of education. Yeah, true. Here's the thing about a book. A book will, I'm going to be sending CEOs, founders and CEOs, our book. It's going to sit on a shelf. It's going to sit on a shelf for three months, six months, a year. And then a compelling event is going to happen. And that founder isn't just going to need a news clip because that's what a, a podcast is. It's like, let's talk for five minutes or 10 minutes on a topic but it is not a process map. It doesn't have step-by-step step what you do. This is what the book provides. The book gets pulled off the shelf and the founder goes into solitude for like eight hours and reads the whole thing or listens to like half of it or something like this. They start taking notes. They build an action plan. Books are meant actually to be from the, the writer's perspective, they're an incredible business card, as you can imagine. It's a business card that never gets thrown out. But from the recipient of the book, you as the founder, you as the CEO, you might not recognize you have a problem right now, or you can't even self-diagnose what that problem is. Here's some problems you might be encountering. You're not as profitable as you wish you were. You're actually not profitable. Your gross margins are whittling down dramatically to the fact where you feel you're what they call in the industry a body shop, meaning like it's almost like you're doing this as a job because the margins aren't great enough for you to be scaling as you thought you once would. 
you are unable to launch new products and services because you don't have enough retained earnings. Um, you wish you could serve more customers globally, but you can't afford to run a 24 by 7, 365 support service. Um, you're not extracting the type of retained earnings or dividends from your retained earnings out of your business that you'd hoped. Again, you feel a bit of a prisoner of your own business. Those are the, some of the fundamental, like hardcore challenges that you're probably facing. But what you didn't wake up is self-diagnose. Oh, offshoring is the solution. No, it is a solution to becoming much more profitable and controlling your own financial destiny and giving you more financial optionality. So what happens is you will have this problem or this self-recognization. Maybe it's this Christmas. You'll then pull it off the shelf and you'll sit down for an afternoon when it's quiet and you'll start to read and you go, oh my God, he's describing in the book me. He's describing our business. And offshoring becomes a strategic advantage or an initiative that you then run with in the short, medium, and then eventually long-term, the concept of the book is that this becomes a way of life for you. You build your sales and marketing support in a way that improves your gross margins, your cost customer acquisition, and so forth. So I hope that answer, that was a long-winded way, Nazmul, of answering the first question, but I believe books are incredible to sit on a shelf until a problem arises. And when they pull, you pull that book off the shelf, it is much more tactical. It is much more process oriented and drives you to actually resolving a situation than does a podcast. A podcast is meant to create awareness of something. Yes, Jamie, that was fantastic. You explained pretty well exactly how things are. Why should people read the book? One thing I just want to add, and, and after that we can close uh, the podcast, is I heard this from Naval. So the basic, if, if, I, if, you're, if you're asking about the basic difference between a book and a lot of other things is that when somebody is writing a book, they have a certain things in mind. They want some kind of outcome for the reader. Okay, that's number one. Number two, usually when somebody is writing a book, they have years of knowledge on that specific topic and that's why they're writing the book. That's number two. Number three, there is a lot of research that goes on before writing the book. So when the writer starts writing, obviously he or she is writing from the knowledge, but he or she also is doing a lot of research to get as more information as possible to write the book. And last but not least, is the, a book is very structured. There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. So the reader, the reader will get something very structured, very, very structured, and not just something like, oh, I'm thinking about something today, so let's have a podcast. It's not like that. The book is very well structured. And last but not least, a book usually goes through different kind of edits, right? So when we are talking about a book, obviously the writer writes it and the writer goes back and edits as much as possible. And then the writer gives the books to two or three different kind of editors. So even if something is not so clear, maybe the writer missed out on, the other editors will help edit that, uh, that book. So these are the many, many reasons why a book is a lot more valuable than the pot, than any kind of podcast or anything else. And that's exactly why if you are learning. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Jamie. Well, I was going to say, maybe I'll give you before we sign out, I'll give you kind of like my structure and, and how I decided to yeah. put it all together. So 
I'm going to tell it through a story, and this will be the structure that makes sense to the book. Imagine your toilet was broken in your house. And this is like a fable or a story that everybody tells. Your toilet is broken in your house, and you call a plumber. And that plumber comes to your house, and you show them the toilet, and you say, listen, it's broken. The plumber closes the door. And 90 seconds later, they come out of your washroom and they say, your toilet's fixed. And there's an invoice for $500. And you go, what? What do you do? That was, we were in there for 90 seconds. I'm not paying $500. <laughs> yeah. And they said, no, no, you don't understand. You paid five cents for the broken washer around the toilet but you paid $499.50 for the 10 to 20 years of my experience to know what to look for. And so the concept of the book was pretty simple. Uh, I, I was a founder, I'm still a founder of a company in the sales training space. But what was happening is that company grew through offshoring talent, sales and marketing support. And my fellow founders and CEOs who I'd be part of Entrepreneur Association with, Collective 54, these, these CEO forum groups would always be asking me, how do you think through offshore talent? Like, how did you overcome the, the, the mindset barriers? How did you do financial analysis? What are the tools and infrastructure that you use? How do you recruit the talent? How do you onboard them? How do you scale them? And so I started documenting all the questions and I was helping my fellow founders. And I recognized just like a sales process, uh, offshoring and especially talent acquisition has a very similar process. You have to go through a mindset, you have to go through a skill set, and you have to go through a toolkit. And I wrote it in that same framework to get, and so Nazmul mentioned, usually when you write a book, you write it with an outcome. The outcome is to, for two types of founders. One, get them off the couch and get started. Inertia is the killer. 80% of the challenge of anything is going from zero to one. So the book is meant for two types of people. You were a founder and you finally have to overcome your own fears and inhibitions, whatever it is, legacy biases, to create your first rule offshore. And that could be anything from sales marketing support, could be a VA, could be customer support. The book is also written for those that want to go much more scaled. You might already have a virtual assistant. You might already have been using people on Upwork. But now you're saying to yourself, I want to turn this into a competitive advantage in my industry and absolutely change the financial outcome of my business and kill my competition because I now have a team of 10 and my competitors are not set up this way. And so I have so much more financial op uh, optionality. So that's the second book recipient. Yeah, no, these are great. And uh, I hope everybody who's listening to this podcast, go check out the book that we have. Uh, we will definitely give the link below. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you're listening to us for the first time, do subscribe and hit that like button. We'd really appreciate that. Until next time, Jamie, thank you so much. Take care.